0: Hi, Kim. Hey, welcome everybody. Guess what? Sass and Nosh with Alex and Kim. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. And I think today is kind of a miscellaneous conversation today. Um, so, you know, go grab a cup of tea, grab a glass of water. We want you hydrated for this and, uh, join us. So Alex, so what we were just talking about is behavior. Like we were, well, we were talking about a lot of stuff, but we were talking about um, words from different indigenous languages. Um, So there's kind of two parts. One is the words in indigenous languages that are used to identify people engaged in particular types of behavior. That's you know, not really desirable. And the other part of that was um, how people respond to being called those things. And I was sharing with Alex, I don't know the word in my tribe, in my uh, three tribes language, um, but the word that I have heard a lot um, since my people are from Northern Plains um, and the Central Plains is the word wasichu, which, And I guess it kind of would depend on who you ask specifically, but I've heard it means anywhere to ugly smelly white person. (laughs) (laughs) To um, the word means translates roughly to the fat bellied people Um, and it kind of intends not just really to be a physical description, but you know kind of a descriptor of also behavior associated with. Someone who's just kind of unaware and takes things and bosses people around and isn't very kind. Um, and any of the listeners, please, if you speak this language, I believe it's Lakota. Um. So I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say what I say. Say that I know something that I really don't know. I'm just sharing what I've heard. So, if you speak that language, if you're of this nation, and you know what it means, and you can, and you want to share it, um, you know, comment on Apple Podcasts or hit up our Indigenous and Nash on Instagram or uh, Sassa Nash on Facebook. Let us know what it means. So that's where that's where we were when when we decided we should probably share this conversation. So you were sharing a word, two words that you knew.
1: Yes. So um, I am lucky enough to be um, very committed to uh, my Hawaiian friends. And amongst Hawaiians, it's the word is haole. Haole, also commonly used. Um, so a haole is uh, a white person, simply put. But it also kind of connotates that that um what comes with with being kind of disrespectful to customs and ways of being so um yeah i once i once was caught using this word and i was called out by a white person for using this word because they thought it was very offensive (laughs) and while i understand that they might have been offended I asked them to pay attention to what it was that they got called out for, because that's the original insult. Kind of like, it's, it's. I see where you're coming from, but if you weren't behaving in an inappropriate, disrespectful way, you wouldn't be called that. So language is really powerful. And sometimes I've been known to just call things as they are. So if that steamrolls people sometimes, oh well check yourself um well what i was gonna say is i just want to interject
0: that um and i've heard this not i mean you shared this person was the response their part of their response was to say well that's like using the n-word and i've heard Mm -hmm. i have heard in other situations other circumstances um, the same conversation it's like oh you're acting wasichu you, or you're acting like a Howley or whatever and that response is well that's racist don't you can't say racist things to me or that's like saying the n-word and and it's kind of like if you think it's the same thing there's really a whole different conversation we probably need to have
1: there, there are so many conversations and so many so many layers of this. And I, I find it really interesting that it's more like they fling it back at you like, well, it's for you to apologize to me rather than what did I do to offend or to miscommunicate or what did I do that was disrespectful? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting, always putting it down, too it's sort of like victim blaming if you will
0: well yeah that's the privilege i mean that that is the privilege and mm-hmm. it is the ability it is having the luxury of not being accountable it's having the luxury of deflecting the responsibility of looking at your own behavior and being responsible for what you did. It's kind of like the, you know, it's, it's along the same spectrum as the non apology apology. Yes. I'm sorry your
1: feelings were hurt by this. <laughs> it was like, mm. no, that doesn't count. Try again
0: yeah how about uh let's start with i am sorry it was an absolute dickhead and hurt your feelings with this this bullshit that i was spewing
1: <laughs> and i'm still spewing because i'm not really giving a, a an apology in the first place i yeah. yeah no no it's um it's it's the caucasity man <laughs>
0: it, well it Yes, it is the caucasity. It's also the man (laughs) acidity. You know, I mean, there's, (laughs) you know, if you look at all of the different bowls that people fall into, I mean, the non-apology thing, you know, Mm -hmm. or I mean, let's talk about the sexism in that, right? It's like, wow, you know, how many schools have policies that young girls can't wear camisole tank tops because it makes the male teachers and it makes the young boys distracted. Okay. The problem isn't her fucking tank top. The problem is you all don't know how to actually be like a human being with manners. You don't, you know, it's like you all had your mother's like mother you far longer than they should have. I mean, I'm all about breastfeeding, but if you are still breastfeeding from your mom at the age of 12, this is where we end up. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think we went to a corner that I had no idea. (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) I haven't been outside today. I haven't had any fresh air today.
1: So. (laughs) Speaking from the terms of a mom, I haven't met any twelve-year-olds yet that are still being breastfed, but I can see why that could be problematic.
0: <laughs> I took that to the next level, and I'm going to be accountable for that. <laughs> I don't know, and I'm just going to honest be honest. I don't know how to reel that back in. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it just squirted out.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, today is Yoga Sunday. There's been lots of releasing going on, so this should have been expected.
1: Oh my! Okay, so let's talk about the word in in, in Mexico for (laughs) um, for for for, uh, usually um, we say gringo. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, when I was a kid, gringo was always just white man, white person, so it wasn't a big thing. But somewhere in the 80s and 90s, it shifted to a bad word, which is really interesting. All by itself, it went into bad word syndrome, and so now it's kind of not used too much. And now people have shifted on to the word called guay, which traditionally means ox. Um, it also means slow-witted. <laughs> so, oh, wow if you find yourself anywhere in mexico so he's like hey wait <laughs> you you might wanna you might want to backtrack and and learn some spanish
0: let me let me write that down <laughs> well i was just gonna say so so you would so that's like how it's used as a noun
1: um look at that look at that ox (laughs) look at that slow witted ox bull in the china shop sort of thing
0: you know well and that's like that's perfect because that's kind of fits what we're talking about and you know there's like there's like different i guess what do you want to call it the color gets turned up or turned down, depending on what you're talking about. Cause sometimes, you know, those, well, speaking only in the context that I've heard, was sometimes it's intended to be, look at that asshole white person.
1: Right, a slim. So,
0: and it's it's intended to call them out specifically around being white. Um, but other times, like you were saying, it's just kind of like, you know, look at the dimwit, the slow, you know, not paying right.
1: attention. Well you know a good example of that is um, a few years back when I was traveling through uh, Michoacán, um, which is in central Mexico um you know I was in a village it was my sister me and um, my husband uh, who's pretty white and you know luckily he was traveling amongst us. <laughs> But, you know, we were respectfully sitting at this little corner, um, overturned barrel, and it was just tacos, morning tacos that were just unbelievably good and good coffee de olla. And out of the corner of our eye, we see on the plaza some white people coming. And, you know, it, it's sort of like watching Pig Pen arrive. <laughs> And all of this squiggles and all this, oh, look at that. Did you take a picture of that? Oh my God, how charming. How real. This is totally real. Oh my God. People would be so like amazed back home and you can just hear them. And my husband's eyes expand because he, he knows no talkie talkie, <laughs> no loudness. No, it's too early in the morning. And you know, nobody wants half the people there at this little stand are, are re- recovering from, you know, a very happy night with the tequila and the reposado and the partying. And so, you know, nobody really wants a lot of thunderous noise. So of course they smell something there, they, they come like flies to a flame and uh, moths to a flame. And uh, so they, they, they grab a bench and they're how can we sit here? And you know, the lady, the indigenous lady just kind of looks at them, nods, and they're like, How much? How much? What is it? What is it? I mean, they, they start machine gunning questions, and everybody's kind of like looking around, thinking, Oh God. And they're looking at us like, Hey, you want to take ownership of these people?
0: No, no, we are not.
1: <laughs> and I was just like, mm, I don't know, should we? Should we not? I don't know. I this is and you know meanwhile they're talking so obviously they're not they're just they're yelling they're like how much how much you know dinero and so and and the one lady is like you know i i no cilantro no cilantro and you know it's like ordering at a fine dining where you get to tell the chef what it where it's at and meanwhile she's looking at them like eat it don't eat it
0: yeah it's just like <laughs> I think it's about self-awareness. I mean, you know, I was just thinking about places that I've been, um, because you, because it's like, you know, I don't see it here in the United States. Yeah, no,
1: they see it. Greatest export is all of this, this mess. And so I was going to tell you, the, so Finally, you know, they're like, okay, we're gonna eat it the way it is, and they're like, oh, it's good, it's good, but you know, oh, look at this poor dog. This dog came around. Dogs are everywhere in Mexico, Uh and there's a very strict rule in Mexico: people get fed first, and then dogs are on the side. Someone, you know, it's just there's not the same dynamic that there is here in the United States. And the woman bought her plastic plate down for the dog to eat everybody stopped because you don't share utensils with animals ever so that means that whole thing is now out of commission and you know the lady started screaming at her no no get out of here just get out of here but i haven't paid get out get out so, and then I told her, you know, I, I told these people, you better, you better leave now and take that plate with you and put, take the dog with you too. <laughs> I was like, that's just really disrespectful.
0: Take the plate and the dog and don't come back.
1: Right. That's really disrespectful because you got to remember in this country, maybe in this village, there are children who are starving and here you are not being respectful of the cook and of the other people around who are putting their pennies together to do this work and you're feeding it to the fucking dog. Let that sink in.
0: Well, there's just, how do you teach people to be self-aware and to just chill? (laughs) I mean, I mean, look, I'm an ox. Sometimes I'm going to totally admit that, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm not talking about just making a mistake. Cause you know, there's, there's like so much in the world you don't know. And like when you travel, you know, there's so many of these local norms and customs, even if you picked up a book and tried to at least try to educate yourself, you're really just not going to know. And so it's like, I mean, I've seen that too. That's one thing, you know, as a traveler, it's like, you can always pick the Americans. Yeah. You can always pick the Americans. You can usually hear the Americans. And when I talk, I'm just kind of like, I, the thing that I, I want you to have to guess where I'm from. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's thing. like, I don't, and you know, and I've been fortunate because, um, you know, I'm curious. I want to know, I I want to know things and, I also, I really don't want to offend anybody. And so I'm the one, you know, I'll just kind of sit and hang out and chill. Or if I'm with a, if I'm with a tour group or something, I'll kind of hang back and just sort of watch what are other people doing? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and if I feel comfortable, if like, you know, a small group tour or something, I'll ask usually, cause that's what your tour guide is for is to help you. Right. Um, but like <laughs> the thing that I would I try would try to avoid the most is insulting the cook or oh, any yeah. of the locals. Because you know what? Here's the whole thing. Cause you don't know how they're gonna handle the insult.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You know are you gonna get run out of there you're gonna have you know they're gonna shit in your food i mean
1: a lot of things could go wrong very fast
0: there are a lot of things that could go wrong very fast and i'm i am interested in having a great travel adventure to tell when i get home Mm -hmm. but i have limits (laughs) i have limits yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you an american travel story you're gonna really appreciate this Uh oh well, it's, it's an American travel story in America. So, well, actually not in America. Uh, it's in a place that America thinks is America. Some of them, but um, it's, um, so I spent, I spent a summer in Puerto Rico. My, my relatives in Puerto Rico, love you, love you, love
1: you. Uh-oh. no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh.
0: So one of the things that was interesting is, so we, we were staying, we rented a house, this group of other students and I had a house and um, everyone thought that I was a local. And um, so local people would speak Puerto Rican Spanish to me as I'm walking around and I, I understood it. I, you know, I, I, I learned because it was all over. So I under I started to understand quickly, but I couldn't speak. Right. And so there was this shop up the street and I go by every day and say, hello, the shopkeeper. And one day I went in and this really nice guy and he was hilarious and I loved him. And so they called me, uh, cause at the time I lived in Arizona. So my nickname around the neighborhood was Arizona,
1: yeah
0: Arizona. And so I go in and he's like, oh, Arizona, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't understand a word you're saying to me. And he was like, what? I was like, no, I said, I said, you know, and people speak so fast. And I said, I can, if they, if they slow down so I could process. And he's like, he's like, here, here's a piece of paper and a pen, write this down. This is what you say when this happens. He said, you say to them. Dígame más despacio, por favor. And I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, tell me, say it slowly. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm writing this down. And he's giving me little tips and tricks. And I'm writing them down. So I said to him, I was like, hey, listen. I have, a, let me ask you something. So I'm walking around the neighborhood. And the men, like that, enjoying their coffee. They like to say shit. You know, yeah. they like to give the look. And they like to say shit. What is the best way for me to deal with this? I try to just ignore them, but they hassle and they catcall all the women. No, none of the women are safe from this. And so, what's the best way to deal with this? And he's like, I'll tell you the best way to deal with this. <laughs> he said, Start swearing. Look at <laughs> in the eye, start swearing. He said, They are not going to know what to do with you and they are not going to want to bother you. And I'm like, All right, well, teach me some swear words. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, here's some swear words. And I'm writing them down. He says, now here's the mother of all swear words. And he goes, make sure if you're going to use this one, make sure you really need to use this one. Cause this is like, this is bad. I don't know what the worst English word is. He goes, but this is bad. <laughs> and the word was, the, the word was put the madre.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> right? and I'm just like, okay, okay, I got it. Don't use this one unless you really have to. So the same day, the same day, I go down the street and I'm having a cocktail, and the waiter comes over to me, and he's like, ah, Arasona, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, I don't know what he's saying, and I was like, oh, wait a second, I do know what to say. So I pull out my piece of paper. And I very proudly, I hold it out in front of me, I clear my Dígame más despacio, por favor, puta madre.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs)
0: And I didn't realize that I had forgotten to draw like a little sort of indicator on my paper between is important. (laughs) I jacked up my notes and so I didn't realize that I crossed the line until I was looking at the waiter and the look on his face I mean he was like he's getting ready to cut a bitch and I'm just sitting there and I'm like what did oh oh dear oh dear (laughs) the drink drink was like two dollars that I had but I gave him like a 25 dollar tip because I was like Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, if you any of our listeners, if you don't know what that means, try Google Translate. That'll get you close. That'll get you in the ballpark of what.
1: But even then, so I, let me cut to the chase on this one. This one is calling your mother a prostitute. Therefore, you are a bastard child. But it doesn't have as much significance in the English language, because yeah. maybe, maybe the English are used to being bastards. I don't know what's up. <laughs> Latin America no no you're you're calling the whole family into question yeah this was like
0: this yeah this
1: this, is full stop the war is on
0: I mean like like when we like you know I mean I guess the equivalent would be calling somebody a son of a bitch Mm -hmm. you know I mean I grew up in Montana it's kind of like a wild west thing you son of a bitch and it was just like it was just like if you if you really pause and you're like, "What is son of a bitch? What does this really mean?" That's like you're in the neighborhood of what I said. <laughs> you're in the neighborhood. You're not like you're more like driving through the neighborhood actually because you're still not getting the gravity of. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. yeah, I did that. That's me. Can't take me anywhere. Can't take me anywhere. Yeah. So, so what's funny about this though, is, you know, it kind of goes to, well, it brings up a lot of stuff, but you know, it's, it's about like privilege Um, and it's about responsibility. And I know that I specifically singled out white people and I specifically singled out men, but Karen's, Karen's a thing for a reason. Right. And we're seeing that so much right now I mean I don't know when y'all are listening to this but here we are it's December we're trying to wrap up 2020
1: 2020.
0: hopefully without any more war wounds battle scars than than we've gotten so far um but we have we've emerged this culture of Karen and Kyleism which is I'm right, you're wrong. My rights matter than you matter more than yours. Instead of taking a deep breath, there's a reaction instead of a response. And at the bottom line, it's like this there's just kind of this constant deflection of responsibility and what I see in this is, you know, people it's like a powder keg right now. Everybody's tired everybody, you know, there's so much has happened in this year. So, so I want to kind of acknowledge that, but I also want to say, you know, in any interaction, there are two people involved. And so it's like, what, you know, what did I bring to the circumstance and what choice do I have to shift the circumstance? But likewise, you know, like, like, what do you see on, on, you know, all the time is lady freaks out in the store cause she's got it, she's being asked to wear a mask or a man freaks out in the store. And it's like, they're acting as though they are being harmed and they're the victim in this. oh my God, I wasn't allowed to shop at the, at the 7-Eleven because I didn't have a mask. And it's kind of like, well, cause you didn't have a mask. You know, I mean, and it's like, I know that, I know it's, it's, it's weird to say that, in, that for some people wearing a mask is a controversial thing, but you know, it's kind of like, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. You go in to a place and you don't follow the rules and you're being asked to leave and you're the victim in it there. And it's like, well, you had it, you know, what did you bring? What, what was your role in creating the circumstance? And that's, that's not a blanket statement for every circumstance because there are times literally where, you know, just being there <laughs> puts you in an in unfortunate circumstance to be on the receiving end of a shit show. But, but it's like, what, you know, how did we get to that place?
1: A lot of lack of self-responsibility, a lack of humility. Breastfeeding I mean. till you're twelve. What? Breastfeeding till you're twelve. Oh God. This <laughs> 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 is not natural. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, so um, yeah, I yeah, really think people haven't have forgotten the virtues of being humble and being responsible. And when I say responsible, I mean not only for yourself, but how you are impacting the community. I think we've have a, we've had a breakdown of community. And everybody feels like, oh, I'm alone independent. I could do whatever I want. And this it's it hasn't worked for America in a long time now. So and this is really the boiling point. Are you really going to be that person who boils over the pot and just tips the scales in, in in favor of all these deaths? Do you really want that on your on your Record, if you will. I don't know. It's just well,
0: you know. I mean, we're a society built on individualism.
1: The bill of rights are
0: individual rights, right? They're not Mm -hmm. community rights.
1: What would a bill of community rights look like? That sounds good. Where every human life is valued, regardless of gender expression, age, or any expression thereof, every human life has equal standing. I think we need to get to that and we need to get to that level of respectfulness again.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've lost our ability to self-regulate. Yeah,
1: and lots of people can't hold their bullshit
0: well there are some people you know they have so much bullshit that it's gonna overflow
1: yeah so they need to take some responsibility and do the cleanup after that i'm tired
0: (laughs) i wish you guys could see this picture she just took a drink she just had that like that matter of fact the happy hour at the end of a long week mom look on her face like i'm tired Okay, I am tired. Y'all are gonna wipe your own noses now. Because I'm done. I'm not even wiping my own nose right now.
1: (sighs) I'm just saying. Be responsible, self-responsible. Be the best version of yourself every time you freaking show up anywhere. Always ask yourself, is this the best me?
0: I'm thinking of myself in a moment of, <laughs> you know, but no. Okay. So I was just like going through this. I was kind of being a smart ass about it. Cause I've had, I had a moment a couple weeks ago, I had reached the limit of frustration. You know, we've, I've shared with you many times, some of you know that, you know, I have a, a medical issue that sometimes requires immediate, immediate care. It's like out of nowhere, I'll, I'll need some help. And for well over a month, I had been trying to, to get my healthcare provider. And um, I was doing everything that, you know, we had a whole protocol, we had a whole plan, and I followed that. And at every turn, I was cock blocked. <laughs> By you know, people who weren't communicating with each other, they weren't reading the notes in the charts. They weren't bureaucracy reading the emails. They were, yeah. I mean, it was just like, and and I had just gotten to the point where I had no more patience, and I fully own that I lost my mind on this woman on the phone, and you know, I started out yelling. <laughs> But then, and then it was just like, I was just kind of like, look, I know this isn't solely your fault, but I've talked to you on these many times. You've been a part of this circle of information and communication here. And I don't understand where the breakdown is. All I know is that I don't know what more I can possibly do to make it easier for you to get me what I need. <laughs> and, and I was just thinking in that moment, it would have been great for me able to stop and say, Kim, is this the best version of yourself? Cause that's, that's what you need is you need to take the stop and you need to take a breath. Hey, is this the best version of myself? In that moment I probably would have said no. And I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a consequence for that though. I mean, and I think that's that. that's kind of it as it's like, there's choice and consequence all the time. All the time. And how, how is it that you want things to go? Right. Cause sometimes your choice completely can change the course of the moment. Sometimes it won't, but you know, sometimes it can. And so, and it's not really about managing the other person
1: nope
0: it's about like what how you said is it's just like who are you who do you want to be how do you want to be about this
1: and taking responsibility over that because the rest of the world you can't take responsibility for that shit, but you can can manage just your own little sphere Mm -hmm. and showing up in a good way so that you get the best results that you need at the moment But frustration aside, I think you handled it really well and you were (laughs) self-aware. I
0: thought I wanted to apologize in a way because later I felt bad about it. And then I was like, no, no, because that was the first time in the course of all of this time that I actually felt heard by this woman which is a whole other thing. It's like, you know, where are we at? That the only way we hear each other is by yelling and, you know, all the fury and all the fire and all of the thunderstorm coming at you.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sad. Mm -hmm. So if anything, give her a deep, thank you for hearing me. I've been disempowered in your system and it's frustrating.
0: And it's frustrating. So
1: don't do that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, so, you know, um, I so I want to ask, so before we do our nosh, I know we're probably going to roll out maybe one or two more episodes before the end of the year. So I kind of want to do like a reframe of the year. And I have a question to ask, which is, If you had to pick one thing to be grateful for in this year, what would you pick?
1: I am grateful for the opportunity that this shutdown has afforded me in reevaluating what's most important to me. Mm. And it's really caused me to slow down and take a deep look at my children's education and to really reevaluate that I need to have a lot more influence in that sphere. And it's really given me the opportunity to appreciate the clients I do have who have helped me keep going and keeping this office going despite despite a dip in in how much I'm earning um so I really appreciate I appreciate the deep humanness of how people have shown up so thank you Kim
0: oh thank you I was going to, I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, there's a lot to be, firm, to be grateful for. Um, and I, I was just thinking today that I am really grateful that um, I have the job that I have. Um, It's not, how do I want to say? I am a coach at heart, and that's what I really want to be doing. And although my jobby job is not that, um, it is work that influences outcomes for young people and for families. And that's a, you know, I feel like that's a real privilege and an honor to be able to do that work. And I'm grateful for that. Um, But, you know, all the pieces of my jobby job, I think where I work is really an extraordinary organization. And, and I never would have expected that. I mean, it's, it's part of the university, it's part of the, the academy. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's times I'm really challenged. It's, it's health and human services. And there's part of my genetic makeup that finds it really challenging to slow down and to really be present and to really engage in process. Um, but through this whole year, what what I've seen in my colleagues and the leadership of the organization I work for um, is the humanity, as you said. I mean, a I'm still working, and I'm deeply grateful for the fact that I that I have a job. Um, the innovation and the resourcefulness for all of us to still continue to serve our stakeholders has been extraordinary but underneath all of that and all is just the way everybody has shown up and the way that we've seen each other as you know how we've kind of cracked open our lives to show each other i mean you know sitting in one of the three thousand zoom meetings we have Um, you know, people's kids wander in or, you know, (laughs) a husband, you know, makes a wayward appearance or, you know, we have to losing each other on the zoom because of a power outage or internet connection or whatever. It's like, it's like, I've, I've seen so much more of the humanness of the people that I work with and in their hearts, they are such kind and compassionate people. And um, I'm just really grateful for that, for that humanity, that kind of anchor point of humanity too. Shout out, Catherine, for professional excellence! Woo woo!
1: <laughs> I think that is what is going to save us: is our shared humanity. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Kim.
0: Thank you, Alex. Hey, what's our nosh? I don't know. I had Sundays are the days that I clean out my fridge with all of the unused produce, um, and I ha- I got a I had a cabbage this week, and I got some spinach, and. I also, <laughs> this makes me, I don't know why I think this is funny. Um, Tofurky makes kielbasa, tofu, kielbasa, right? And <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm German. So I grew up on that shit and I'm just like, so today I sauteed up fresh garlic and onion. I caramelized that and I threw in the cabbage. And I got that going and then I know ne- I've never done this before, but I tossed in the spinach cause I had enough, you know, had a little bit of spinach. I sauteed that all together with some carrot caraway seeds. Yeah. A little bit of salt and pepper. And then I tossed in some of that tofu shit. <laughs> and I made it, you know, that's like a really, really cheap and easy thing a huge skillet full it I mean there's like probably five meals wow yeah and um oh I also I also fried up an egg and mixed it all up in there and then I added like the topper is just a little smidge of Dijon mustard
1: wow
0: it was tasty I'm very full I'm very
1: full Not bad, not bad at all. Yeah. So,
0: and it's like you know, super healthy for you, and lots of vegetables. And uh, yeah, that was that's so that's our nosh for today.
1: I like it here. I got another. I've got one. I made it the other day. (gasps) Latkes. Cause it's Hanukkah. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. I did not have the patience to great hand grate all of those potatoes. So I had my son do it all on a mandolin. Ah so they came up more like string fried looking things. Oh, um, with a whole raw onion. so it's probably three pounds of potato, a big white onion. And I add rosemary, garlic, salt, and a little lemon. And then I, so I fried the first one and I was like, God, this takes for freaking ever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have the patience and it's six o'clock and I'm getting crabby. My glucose levels are going way down.
0: <laughs> I'm hangry.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, forget this. I put it all in the giant baking dish and, and I put it in the, stuck it in the oven for 45 minutes.
0: Like, like a casserole, like electric a, a casserole.
1: Exactly. Oh, It was successful. It was gone. That sounds really good. And so much less oil.
0: Do you like use egg? Do you put egg in there or flour in there?
1: I usually don't, but this time for the casserole, I was like, I better put an egg in here so it sticks to itself, right? Yeah. So yeah, usually my latkes, I don't use egg. They're pretty vegan and, you know, uh, gluten-free because I don't even add flour. Traditionally, people add flour, but yeah, I couldn't be bothered.
0: That sounds really good.
1: It came out pretty well. I mean, that the proof really is really good. good. Yeah.
0: How do you think that'd work with a sweet potato?
1: Fantastic. Sweet potato latkes are a thing and they're delicious. And you okay. can, yeah and just with a little green onion on top and you got mm-hmm.
0: oh stop it i happen to have a little green onion and a sweet potato
1: there you okay. go
0: that's a self that's our nosh
1: garlic salt a little um uh, yeah and a little bit put a little celery salt in it too or celery seed mm.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode it sounds, That was good. It's, I'm a I'm hungry all of a sudden. <laughs> that was a good one. I feel like I got a lot off my chest on that. So thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Alex. As always, my, my comadre in Sass and in Nosh um thanks for listening here's where you find us so you found us here right you probably found us either on spotify on anchor fm or apple podcast or some other of your favorite podcast platform so oh, share where, us share us like us share us follow us here's where else you find us you can find us on facebook Sassa nosh instagram indigenous Sassa nosh uh heart river coaching on instagram or on the interwebs and alex is i'm i
1: oh. alex yvf on the instagrams
0: there you go and alex v yogi on the interwebs yes
1: thank you thank you we're coming to you from Kumiai territory thank you for listening thank you indigenous ancestors and present peoples
0: Thank you everybody. Hey, you know what? Check back next week. We'll have another episode. Mm